0: Welcome to the Mystic Show Wherever you are, wherever, you, whatever time it is um, Happy you can be here with me I'm Chris Curran And this is the show where we talk about All different things Including a lot of things that are unseen and otherworldly We talk about spirituality, mindfulness And a lot of personal development, too, actually. That's the whole point of, uh, well, I think the whole point of spirituality is to develop and grow. So I don't don't think it's a, a passive exercise where we just study books and talk about it. I think we have to do something, right? We have to become something. And that's what the Mystic Show is all about. And I'm sure all of you listening are... Mystics in Training, or maybe you're a mystic already, I think you are, Uh, we broadcast live every weekday at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, and we broadcast on the Fractal Stream, and then we actually archive every single show as a podcast in three different places, on iTunes, Stitcher, and our website, www.themysticshow.net. TheMysticShow.net. All of our previous episodes, which you can search with, they're all tagged and and uh, cataloged, and they're in order of by date, and it's it's really nice. Uh, you can also get links to our social media um, if you are on Twitter or Facebook, and uh, and also a link to the Fractal Stream. And real quick, just thanks to our sponsor, Pause Your Life. What a great group. They offer meetups and retreats, and their, their big spring retreat is coming up at the beginning of May, and you can find out all the information at pauseyourlife.org. Pauseyourlife.org. And today we're going to get into a topic that is, wow, this is a This is probably one of the most important topics um, with regards to spirituality, and it has to do with how your inner thoughts and your inner beliefs and attitudes um, basically condition the outside world. So the outside world you see is really a reflection of your inner state, your inner thoughts, and uh, of course... In the words of James Allen, this is going to be much more profound. So, let's jump right in. And uh, again, we're reading from our well. We, we read one section so far um, out of probably fourteen. Uh, but this is this James Allen book is called From Poverty to Power. It's from 1901, and we read uh, the lesson of evil. That was the first section. And uh, that was a two-part reading. And uh, this section, the next section we're going to read today is called The World, a Reflex of Mental States. The World, a Reflex of Mental States. So let's go ahead and just start this. What you are, so is your world. Everything in the universe is resolved into your own inward experience. It matters little what is without, for it is all a reflection of your own state of consciousness. It matters everything what you are within, for everything without will be mirrored and colored accordingly. All that you positively know is contained in your own experience. All that you ever will know must pass through the gateway of experience and so become part of yourself. Your own thoughts, desires, and aspirations comprise your world and to you. All that there is in the universe of beauty and joy and bliss or of ugliness and sorrow and pain is contained within yourself. By your own thoughts, you make or mar your life, your world, your universe. As you build within by the power of thought, so will your outward life and circumstances shape themselves accordingly. Whatsoever you harbor in the inmost chambers of your heart will, sooner or later, by the inevitable law of reaction, shape itself in your outward life. The soul that is impure, sordid, and selfish is gravitating with unerring precision toward misfortune and catastrophe. The soul that is pure, unselfish, and noble is gravitating with equal precision towards happiness and prosperity. Every soul attracts its own, and nothing can possibly come to it that does not belong to it. To realize this is to recognize the universality of divine law. The incidents of every human life which both make and mar are drawn to it by the quality and power of its own inner thought life. Every soul is a complex combination of gathered experiences and thoughts, and the body is but an improvised vehicle for its manifestation. What, therefore, your thoughts are, that is your real self. And the world around, both animate and inanimate, wears the aspect of with which your thought clothes it. Quote, All that we are is the result of what we, ha- what we have thought. It is founded on our thoughts. It is made up of our thoughts. End quote. Thus said Buddha, And it therefore follows that if a man is happy, It is because he dwells in happy thoughts. If miserable, because he dwells in despondent and debilitating thoughts. Whether one be fearful or fearless, foolish or wise, troubled or serene, within that soul lies the cause of its own state or states, and never without. And now I seem to hear a chorus of voices exclaim, But do you really mean to say that outward circumstances do not affect our minds? I do not say that, but I say this, and know it to be an infallible truth, that circumstances can only affect you in so far as you allow them to do so. You are swayed by circumstances because you have not a right understanding of the nature, use, and power of thought. You believe, and upon this little word belief hang all your sorrows and joys, that outward things have the power to make or mar your life. By doing so, you submit to those outward things, confess that you are their slave, and they your unconditional master. By doing so, you invest them with a power which they do not of themselves possess, and you succumb, in reality, not to the mere circumstances, but to the gloom or gladness the fear or hope, the strength or weakness, which your thought sphere has thrown around them. I knew two men who, at an early age, lost the hard earned savings of years. One was very deeply troubled and gave way to chagrin, worry, and despondency. The other, on reading in his morning paper that the bank in which his money was deposited had hopelessly failed, and that he had lost all, quietly and firmly remarked, Well, it's gone, and trouble and worry won't bring it back, but hard work will. He went to work with renewed vigor, and rapidly became prosperous, while the former man, continuing to mourn the loss of his money and to grumble at his bad luck, remained the sport and tool of adverse circumstances, in reality of his own weak and slavish thoughts. The loss of money was a curse to the one because he clothed the event with dark and dreary thoughts. It was a blessing to the other, because he threw around it thoughts of strength, of hope, and renewed endeavor. If circumstances had the power to bless or harm, they would bless and harm all men alike. But the fact that the same circumstances will be alike good and bad to different souls proves that the good or bad is not in the circumstance, but only in the mind of him who encounters it. When you begin to realize this, you will begin to control your thoughts, to regulate and discipline your mind, and to rebuild the inward temple of your soul, eliminating all useless and superfluous material and incorporating into your being thoughts alone of joy and serenity, of strength and life, of compassion and love, of beauty and immortality. And as you do this, You will become joyful and serene Strong and healthy Compassionate and loving And beautiful with the beauty of immortality And that's where that section ends Well, actually, that's the middle of the section We'll just take a quick break So we can maybe absorb a little bit of that All right, welcome back to The Mystic Show, everyone. And thank you to Sinead O'Connor for that musical interlude that is called um, This Is to Mother You. That's Sinead O'Connor. Thank you, Sinead. And welcome back to The Mystic Show. Again, our website is themysticshow.net. You can find all of our previous episodes and also the links to our social media... And the links to the Fractal Stream, which is where we broadcast live every weekday at 8 a.m. Eastern Time. And, well, I told you that reading was going to be good, didn't I? I told you. I mean, this is this is such a core piece of spirituality and responsibility, isn't it? This whole idea that... Um, Well, he says, he opens this section saying, what you are, so is your world. You know, so we, we all think that the world is happening out there and the world is doing things to me, (laughs) right? (laughs) But really it's the other way around. So he, the first point he's made, the first general point he's making is that Our thinking really creates our circumstances And I mean this is This is so simple and so true That a lot of times we we don't Think about it or we don't uh, recognize it But you know He says Whatsoever you harbor in the inmost Chambers of your heart Will sooner or later By the inevitable law of reaction Shape itself in your outward life and this is, I mean, there's a zillion examples of this. Your Everyone's life is an example. Every situation is an example. I mean, if you're a, a nice and loving person and considerate to people and to your family, then your family will be a nice family. But if you are very selfish and crazy and inconsiderate and maybe hurtful, then what is your family going to be like? I mean, it's that simple. So it all points back to the power of our thoughts. And again, someone who wants to be a mystic or, you know, grow into a divinized human being, we have to address our thinking and our thoughts. And of course, the issue with our thoughts, like with anything in physical life, is habit. Right? We get so habitualized into thinking a certain way that after a while, we don't even realize we're thinking that way. <laughs> and it happens to all of us, even there's no one that's accepted from that. Um, that's, of course, why meditation is so important, right? So, you can start to observe your own mind and observe your thoughts and become more aware of yourself and your thoughts. So our thoughts are so important. And again, this is, we're, we're all living the day-to-day life and we all have to have jobs and we have to earn money and, and all that is okay, but we have to get into the subtler life of thoughts, feelings, the heart, Right? That is spirituality. It's not uh, it's not any it's not a show. It's not a showcase. It's a being. Um, so then he says, right, he already he, he, he knows, he, he says, and now I seem to hear a chorus of voices exclaim, but do you really mean to say that outward circumstances do not affect our minds? And he basically says, the circumstances can only affect you insofar as you allow them to do so. Right? So circumstances are there. They are outside of us. They are without, as the, the wording James Allen uses. And we are um, we are gifted with the opportunity. To choose our reaction to these outside circumstances. And again, most times we, we think we don't have a choice, but we really do. We just we we probably have a bunch of habitual choices that we always make. Maybe we have three choices. We always make one of three choices, for instance, when we're faced with a certain circumstance. But there's really not three choices, there's like three thousand choices you just ignore the other 2,900, right? Again, part of meditating, part of getting to know yourself is to be open to almost listening to your intuition to see how to react, listening to your heart to see how to react to a circumstance. Most times our mind is moving so fast and in such a habitual way that it's just a lot- it's very noisy, and then we cannot hear our heart um anyway this is all <laughs> these are all really good arguments of of why we should all meditate i think um but yeah, then he tells the story of these two men who, at an early age, they lost a lot of money because their bank had failed, and the one gentleman he was very negative and um worried and despondent and he just kind of wallowed in that for a long time and he that's the situation he created for himself the other man said all right well the money's gone and the only thing that's going to bring it back is hard work so he went right to work and pretty soon he was uh you know he had some money again i mean i love these simple examples right And then here's the big one, well, another great one, I should say, that if, this is what James Allen says, if circumstances had the power to bless or harm, they would bless and harm all men alike. But the fact that the same circumstances will be alike good and bad to different souls proves that the good or bad is not in the circumstances, but only in the the mind of him that encounters it. And I'll just use an example of that my spiritual guide uses that if there's three or four friends walking down the street, um, and they walk by a bar, I mean one of the guys he might really want to go drink alcohol, so he's drawn to the bar, right? He's his desire, his own desire is drawing him to the into the bar. The other people you know there might be a sports store across the street and the and one of the other guys says oh i'm going into the sports store cuz that's cuz cuz he cuz that's his desire right so all the four friends let's say they all go into different stores why because they want different things so it's not the store that um that draws people in it's the people who draw themselves into the store and and that's what he's saying, that the circumstances in life, they don't have any power over us. We're the ones who give this power to the circumstances. So, and and one circumstance, in, in my example, uh, the bar or the sports store, one store, it doesn't have power over anyone. Only the people who give it power will go in there. So... We have about half of this section left. We'll cover it next time. Um, I mean, these are just, those are three very, very important points to understand. And understand in a, in a deep way, you know, not in, in a cursory way where it's just, okay, yeah, that's true. That sounds right. That's good. Well, yeah, it sounds right and it's good, but, but can we implement that in our lives? Can we live that way? I mean, maybe you can walk around today and, and consciously identify circumstances and say, yeah, that's a circumstance, and I have a choice to respond the way I want to. And maybe do that. Maybe do something different. Maybe approach the same situation you've been confronted with. Maybe approach it in a new way, in a different way. And what's cool, too, is you can even have fun with that. You can do some wacky stuff, surprise people, smile at them when they're not expecting a smile or something, you know, anything. Kind of just break the pattern and, you know, alleviate the, the grossness of the situation, you might say. So let's real quick turn to our other book. This is a great little passage from 365DAO. Daily Meditations by Deng Ming Dao And this is the passage for today Yep, there's one passage for every day This is called Discovery It's called Discovery And um, there's a little poem part And then a few paragraphs I'll go ahead and read it Discovery Seize the mountain spirits Make them divulge their secrets Only with strength is their discovery. The scriptures say that the mountains contain the answers. Generations of seekers have gone into the wilderness and have encountered spirits both benevolent and terrible. Though the possibility of great discovery is mixed with the threat of misadventure, we must all go into the mountains to seek these answers we should understand that these mountains represent the unknown aspects of our own minds meditation is a process of discovery of slowly exploring how you function as a human being through walking in the vastness of this land you can resolve the problems of your psyche And seek the treasures buried in your soul Like actual mountain exploration This process is not without danger Failure means falling into insanity and obsession Success is to find treasures without comparison anywhere in the world People ask is meditation necessary? If you want to explore the innermost parts of your mind and ascertain who you really are, there is no more ideal method. Mere introspection is not deep enough. And psychological counseling will not necessarily bring you face-to-face with all parts of yourself. Only the depth of and solitude of meditation can help you learn everything discoveries are there we need only enter the mind to find them isn't that isn't that beautiful discovery through meditation everything is there so I hope we're all brave enough and fearless enough to to meditate at least really try to meditate <laughs> although well when you're meditating you shouldn't be trying to meditate but anyway that's all <laughs> that's a whole other conversation so this has been wonderful I thank you for listening I hope some of these points were were interesting to you and and like I said maybe throughout your day today you can implement some of these. Maybe look at some of your situations and circumstances and maybe observe some of your thoughts and maybe smile at someone. And as always, keep shining.